0: Hi, everyone, you're listening to Who I Met Today, and I'm your host, Pam Lamp. I'm all about doing one tiny new thing every single day. And on this podcast, I invite you to come along with me and discover something new through conversations with people from all walks of life. I hope you enjoy listening to these interviews and exploring new territory with me. For more people stories and episodes, please visit my website, whoimettoday.com. My guest today is Sherry Pusey. And she's here to help us with our holiday shopping for the kids on our list. Sherry is the founding partner and book buyer at Zibby's Bookshop in Santa Monica, California, and the marketing director at Zibi Books, a publishing company. I can't wait to hear her book recommendations. Hi, Sherry. Welcome. Hi, Pam. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Sherry, I recently read that the single biggest predictor of high academic achievement is reading to kids. The article said that flashcards and workbooks and fancy preschools and computers aren't nearly as important as an adult who takes the time to sit and read books with them. But before we dive into the book suggestions that I'm excited to hear about that you've gathered for us, how did you get into the book business
1: Well, I actually started on the publishing side of things. I work for a small indie publisher called Zibi Books. And last fall, Zibi, the founder of our company, she had the opportunity to open a bookstore in Santa Monica, California. And I was so excited. I immediately started brainstorming names with her and talking about how we could decorate. And she was like, you need to do this with me. So myself and one other person from the publishing company and her went out, scoped out the store. And in one night, we basically planned how we wanted to curate and organize the store. It's a smaller space. So we really had to do something kind of creative. And everything just kind of took off from there. I have been a bookstagrammer for years. And then, of course, with the publishing company, love books. And so I think... Most book lovers kind of dream of working in a bookstore or being a part of a bookstore. I know I did. And so this has been just a total dream come true. I am doing books all day, every day for every piece of my job. I still do the publishing company. And now I'm also the buyer for the bookstore. And it's just a total dream come true. So what types of books do you buy for the bookstore? I handle the front list buying. So anything that is forthcoming for both children and adults.
0: Well, that has to be fun to get a first read on all the books that are coming out for the new year. Oh, it is so fun. And I, first of all, cannot believe how many books
1: come out every week. I mean, hundreds and hundreds. And it feels like the biggest treat to get to look through publisher catalogs and hear from the sales rep about the books they're most excited about. It's just so, so fun. It feels like Christmas every time I get to look through an early catalog.
0: Well, speaking of Christmas, let's get down to it. I think books are a perfect holiday gift for anyone on our gift list, especially kids. But the selection is overwhelming. You know, I go into a bookstore and try and figure out what I'm going to get for my little granddaughter, and I just get overwhelmed very quickly. So I look forward to hearing your suggestions today for books that not only the kids will enjoy, But the adults in their lives will want to read over and over again, as kids like to do. So why don't we start with a couple of those tried and true books that maybe I read growing up or read to my kids, now read to grandchildren. What kind of suggestions do you have there? These are some of my favorite books, and I think it's because they have stood the test of time. These are books that I read as
1: a kid and love reading to my own kids. So the first one is Amelia Bedelia by Peggy Parrish. talking about the original classic from 1963. I've been reading this book for over 30 years, and it still makes me laugh out loud every time. Amelia's confusion over the English language and the direction she's given, it's just so funny, and everyone... Always loves the end when all of her transgressions are forgiven with her delicious lemon meringue pie.
0: So that's a go-to in our household. Sherry, I'm going to make a confession. I have heard of Amelia Bedelia. I have never read Amelia Bedelia, so (laughs) I have got to get out there and get that one.
1: Oh, it's so good! And there's been spinoffs since then. There's now Amelia Bedelia chapter books about a young, you know, present day Amelia Bedelia. This was about an adult named Amelia Bedelia who comes to be a housekeeper for this couple. But they, oh, there's a whole series of the classics and then there's the modern
0: day chapter books. It's great. It's a must read. Okay, you've already helped me. What other tried and true do you have?
1: The next one is Blueberries for Sal. I love all of Robert McCloskey's books, but Blueberries for Sal is one of my favorites. The kaplink, kaplank, kaplunk is just one of the sounds of my childhood as little Sal is picking blueberries on the side of a main mountain and she gets separated from her mother. And a baby bear gets separated from her mother. And each mother is looking for their daughters on the side of the mountain. And it's the pictures are beautiful and it's just a good classic that should be on everyone's shelves.
0: Okay. It's not on my shelf. I'm going to write that one down too. And listeners, I'll put these in the show notes so that you have them readily available. Like I said, I wanted a list, I asked Sherry for a list of books that adults and kids like to read because sometimes my granddaughter will bring me a book and I think, oh, not this one again. It's just not my favorite. But I also read in the same article that I was talking about at the beginning that that's very typical for young kids who want to read the same book over and over and over. And that repetition is actually part of how they master the language. That's fascinating. I mean, that's definitely true in my household. My kids like to read the same books over and over. And so I try
1: very hard to curate a shelf of books that I don't mind reading over and over again (laughs) because
0: it's unavoidable. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so what are some of the latest and greatest that you have for us? The first one is called If I Was a
1: Horse by Sophie Blackall. I love her books. She has won awards. Some of my other favorites of hers are Hello Lighthouse and Farmhouse. But her newest one just came out. It is about a child who imagines what their life would be like if they were a horse. And I love books that celebrate a child's imagination. This one isn't too wordy, which is great for a bedtime read. Or, you know, I always feel like, oh, no, they're bringing me the book that's so long. This one is not too long. The Illustrations are gorgeous. The cover even has a little bit of glitter detail on it. But it's very whimsical. The illustrations show this giant horse in everyday situations, like at the kitchen table or in the bathroom, and the mother's trying to tell it to get in the bathtub. It's just cute and timeless. The illustrations are beautiful, and I never get tired of reading her books to my girls.
0: Well, you got me at glittery cover and an animal (laughs) story. I don't think you can go wrong with an animal story. Yeah, agree. And next... The next one is called Big by Vashti Harrison. This was just
1: longlisted listed for the National Book Award for Young Readers. The message in this book is so beautiful. It's about not letting other people make you feel small. It teaches kids how powerful words can be. But what I really love about this book is the illustrations are striking. They're the type of illustrations that take up most of the page and they're beautiful. But this book, Little Ones, will love it because it's beautiful. The girl's wearing a tutu in a lot of the pictures. But as the kids grow older, they'll begin to understand more and more of the message. And I think that's one of the best things about great children's books is that it can hit kind of every age in
0: different ways. And what age would you say that one's targeted toward? I would say as young as three, but up to seven or eight. Okay. Yeah, it's a wide range.
1: It's again, not too wordy really beautiful pictures and yeah, could be anywhere in picture ages.
0: Well, so far I want all of these. What's next on your list, Sherry? The next one is called Cornbread and Poppy at the Museum. This is the third
1: book in a series, but you don't have to read the books in order at all. Cornbread and Poppy are mice and they are best <laughs> friends, but they are opposite in every way. Cornbread has interests. Poppy has the exact opposite interests. The things Cornbread wants to do, Poppy is afraid to do. And so all of the books in the series are really about compromising and facing their fears in order to get to be with their friend, to do the thing that the friend wants to do. So they're really cute. These are also great because I read them to my kids, but they are not super difficult, you know, language-wise. So I would say around age six, maybe seven, kids could even start reading them to themselves. So it's a nice crossover but definitely picture books still.
0: They're beautiful. I know that the author has won awards for some of his other books, but I love the series. And Sherry, these are all books that are available now, correct? Correct, they are. Great. Anything else? Yes,
1: I have another one. You said you love animal books. So this one, I think you will enjoy. This one is called You Stole My Name by Dennis McGregor. And this picture book has huge illustrations. And each page features a fascinating animal that shares its name with another animal. So there are 16 pairs of interesting creatures like turtle dove, tiger shrimp, rhinoceros beetle, spider monkey. And so it's great for animal lovers or kids who are really curious because these illustrations are so striking. They'll have this ginormous rhinoceros and then this little beetle and then a few words on each page just about how The names are shared, and there's a new animal that actually has the name of both of those animals, if that makes sense. It's kind of hard to describe, but it makes kids laugh, and it's also just a fascinating way to learn about new animals. And
0: what a creative premise for that
1: book. I agree. I love the creativity that is coming out in the children's books that are hitting our shelves. It just blows me away. And when I see something like this, it's a must-buy for our store.
0: You mentioned one of the books was a potential early reader. Do you have other early reading series that might be good for boys and girls? Yes, I do. So for boys, I would recommend Mac B. Kid Spy
1: by Mac Barnett. This series works for boys and girls. My girls actually love this series. But it does feature young Mac, who is a boy, and he is a kid spy. He has adventures all over the world. The books are They're not super short, but there are a lot of illustrations and not too many words on every page. So it really is good for an early reader. My first grader is reading them and she is not an advanced reader, but she is able to start reading these. They're fast paced. They're also great for maybe even reluctant readers because they are, you know, action packed and more adventure stories. And then for a series for girls, that would be for early readers. I love the Sophie Mouse series by Poppy Green. There are 20 books in this series. It's about a little mouse and her forest friends. She gets into adventures with her snake and frog friend. Her mother runs the forest bakery. And there's beautiful illustrations. The words are simple. It's definitely directed towards younger ages, early readers. But the stories are so good that even my oldest, who is in third grade and can read well beyond this series, still wants me to keep getting the next book in the series because she loves them so much.
0: So it's a great for multiple ages, but a perfect first early reading series. Well, Sherry, I have to also put a plug in for the children's book by your co-founder, Zibby Owens, called Princess Charming. Yes. I actually have that book. Can you describe that for listeners? This is such a fun book. It has
1: beautiful pictures. There's some glitter, which you mentioned you like. And it's really about, you know, a young girl who is trying to find her thing. And I think all of us can relate to that. But kids especially, if they aren't, you know, interested in some of the things that their friends are doing or the sport or the after school activities, this girl is trying to find what she is good at and she hopes. Someone that comes to visit their castle, and there's a very clever and fun twist at the end that I will not spoil, but you have to read it. It's really sweet. And I think there is another book coming
0: in that series, hopefully in the next couple of years. So that's the plan. But it's a great book, Princess Charming. It's a cute one, and I enjoy reading that. What about you? What are you reading now? Do you have any favorites that you'd like to share? Yes, I just finished
1: Happiness Falls by Angie Kim. This is to me the perfect blend of a really propulsive narrative but also a really nuanced family drama about um, this family whose father goes missing and the only one that might know what happened is the son of this man who is autistic and is non-speaking and so the the family is really grappling with how to find their father, how to protect their brother and son, but get the answers and it's really beautifully written. it was the, good morning America pick for September. So there's been lots of buzz, but it really does stand up to all of the hype. It's excellent.
0: I haven't read that one yet. I've seen it all over social media and it's definitely on my list. Yeah, it is very good. Can I give you another one that I loved in
1: finished recently? Oh, please, please. Okay. I also just finished The River We Remember by William Kent Kruger. And he has written tons of books. I think he has a series with like 18 books in it, but I have never read anything by him. And this is a standalone novel. So I started with this one. It is so good. It is set in the 50s or 60s and in small town America out West. And I picked it up and I was like, is this going to be for me? Is this going to be too slow? It was not too slow. I couldn't put it down. He can craft such an intricate and layered story. At the end, I was emotional. And I saw that it just hit the New York Times bestseller list. It is so good. And I can't wait to pick up other books by him.
0: I'll have to put that one on my list too. Sherry, being in the business you are, how many books do you read a week? Oh, goodness.
1: I read at least two books a week, start to finish. And then I am also always reading manuscripts for work. So I don't count those in that number. And I start a lot of books and finish them just because my bookshelves are overflowing. And I can recognize that a book may be objectively good, but not to my personal taste. So mm-hmm. I also start and finish a couple books a week. But there, there's never enough time for all the books I want to read. There are so many. Have you read anything good
0: lately? I just finished Take My Hand and I'm mm-hmm. not going to be able to remember the name of the author. Have you read that? I have. And the name is escaping me, but that is such a good book. It was such a good book. My favorite combination, true facts, history, combined with a compelling story about a nurse who blew the whistle on the clinic that she was working for back in the, was it the 70s, Sherry? Yes, I think it was the 70s. Just a great story. Take my hand. I'll put that in the show notes too.
1: I know the last name is Perkins Valdez, but I'm forgetting the first name, but that is such a good book. And if you loved that one, I'm going to give you a bonus recommendation. Please. It's The House is on Fire by Rachel Beanland. It is also historical fiction about actually the Richmond Theater Fire, and I just moved to Richmond, but it is unputdownable. And I don't think all historical fiction is, but it is so, so good highly recommend
0: that one. You know what? I've heard of that one, or at least I've heard of the subject matter. And thank you for reminding me because I'm going to request that one from the library right when we get off the phone here. Thank you for that. Yeah. Sherry, it's time for one new thing. I always ask my guests what one new thing, tiny or large, they've done or discovered lately. Well, mine (laughs) might not be very interesting,
1: but it is great for me. I do not love sparkling water. And I feel like I'm the only person in the world that doesn't, but (laughs) I have been determined to find at least one that I like because in the afternoon, I don't know about everyone else, but I get just antsy for a snack or a drink and I'm trying to not eat empty calories. So I finally found a sparkling water that I love. It's the Waterloo brand. The flavor is blackberry lemonade. It satisfies my afternoon craving. I feel like I can finally join the rest of the world in saying that I drink sparkling water. And it's been a little easy hack for me in the afternoons to kind of hold me over until dinner time.
0: Well, I love that. I am a sparkling water fan, but I am very impressed that a glass of sparkling water will hold you over until dinner time because <laughs> I might drink my sparkling water, but I definitely want food with it too. So, congratulations to you for doing that. Sherry, it was so fun to have you here today. I look forward to checking out all these books for kids and adults that you mentioned. And I hope you and your family have a very happy holiday. Thank you so much, Pam. I hope everyone enjoys the read. Happy holidays to you. And that's it for today's show. A huge thank you to Sherry for all her great suggestions. I look forward to checking them out. If you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did, I hope you'll listen to other episodes and spread the word about this new show. A huge thank you to Brian at Top Tier Audio for his advice and guidance. And thanks to you for tuning in. And remember, I'd love to hear from you if you discover a fun new thing. My email is pam at whoimettoday.com.